0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The transfer window closes with Ryan Kent to Rangers And Greg Taylor to Celtic amongst the deals of the day Neil Lennon is named Premiership Manager of the Month for August And Scott McTominay looks ahead to a huge double header for the national team I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Well there's still plenty of time to look ahead to Scotland against Russia on Friday night But let's look back at Ibrox on Sunday lunchtime Celtic won the first derby of the season Celtic moved three Points clear at the top And now Neil Lennon Manager of the month It just shows He's clearly not an afterthought Among the Scottish journalists Gordon Yeah looking forward To this weekend as well Gordon Back to international duty After an exciting weekend there uh, First Ranger Celtic game At Ibrox Celtic come out on top And the transfer market Goes crazy on the Monday Ryan Kent comes in For reportedly around about 7 million Greg Taylor from Kamarnock Reportedly around 3 million so everything to play for Yeah as you know By now Roger The transfer window Never closes gently It always slams shut And that's what it did At midnight last night What did you make of The final day? Um, it was a long day uh, Needlessly long I think Ryan Kent Was done Sometime before midnight I think Jason Naismith The Hibs was done Sometime before midnight Jason Holt To St Johnson The clubs like The drama of all this They like to keep Their supporters in suspense They like these little emojis With the eyes And the little pain Hinting that somebody's About to sign for their club Um Makes it needlessly long for us journalists, Gordon. I've got to wait for the deals to be confirmed. But at the end of it, Celtic got their man, Greg Taylor. Rangers get their man, Ryan Kent, after a summer-long pursuit. And it's always quite nice when you get to the start of September. You know what the clubs have got. You know the squads they've got. And it's now up to them to show who's going to come out on top. Gordon Deal, what was the, the biggest piece of business or the standout one? Or pick a couple, if you like. Well, you've got to look at, um, obviously, for Rangers, it'll be Ryan Kent because the talk all summer was, can they get him back in loan? Uh, Liverpool made that clear they couldn't. They lost the first uh, O'Farham game on Sunday and immediately responded. And with Jordan Jones obviously injuring himself with that crazy tackle, uh, they responded to go and fork out the money, Gordon. For Celtic, it was all always about the cover. Um, you know, in the fullback positions, Ball and Golly, I thought was excellent at the weekend. Uh, Greg Taylor has come in now to put a bit of pressure on him. Bauer on the right hand side, El Hamid, I thought was terrific as well at the weekend, and it was cover that they needed, uh, especially after losing so many defenders. And then you look below that, some teams like Kamarnock are trying to strengthen after a good result at the weekend there as well. Mother will bring in another player. Uh, Hibs try to get back to to winning ways as well. Lot of lot of uh, talking points, and, and you love managers as well. It doesn't matter how good, bad, or indifferent the start's been. They always like to add at least one in deadline day, don't they? Just to give themselves a wee bit extra. It's amazing how many teams did. I think St. Mirren will confirm Kurt Broadfoot probably later tonight. Decent signing for them, bit of experience at the back. That's touching his own team. Motherwell, Marco Hara back. I think he's a really good signing. I think he's a decent player. Kilmarnock added Osman so up top That was needed for Alessio Hamilton get Adrian Beck in We touched on Jason Holt and Jason Naismith and, and Ross County I've got Ewan Henderson from Celtic A player who looks to have a big future ahead of him 
he'll fill in where Jamie Lindsay left and he could be a good signing for Ross County Well you've heard what Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna made of transfer deadline day that's all well and good but what did you make of it? 0141 951 1025 Celtic fans quite a bit of business done how does the overall strength of the squad look now compared to a couple of weeks ago and you Rangers fans you've finally got your man it has been the transfer saga of the summer what do you make of the signing of Ryan Kent what do you make of the transfer fee let us know 0141 951 1025 you can get us on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB as Roger Hanna says lots of uh, business being done Roger the, the fact that Ryan Kent has ended up back at Rangers is maybe not a surprise in itself They liked him He liked them And it, it's been bubbling away all summer uh, When it was getting further into the window though Maybe it looked like it wouldn't happen And £7 million That's the you know the, the second highest transfer fee Rangers have ever paid yeah. Behind Tory Andrew Foe So it's, um, it's quite a commitment to Ryan Kent It's quite a commitment to Ryan Kent A four year deal And it's put a great deal of pressure on Ryan Kent Because after the, the gloom, doom and despondency Of losing at home to Celtic on Sunday you could sense an excitement among the Rangers supporters waiting in social media for the club's official announcement last night. They see Ryan Kent as some kind of saviour. They think Ryan Kent can turn the title back in their favour. Kevin Lafferty's in one of the newspapers this morning saying as much. It's putting a great deal of pressure on a 22-year-old, very good player, but I don't think Ryan Kent on his own is going to turn this title. The Rangers teammates that he's rejoined at Ibrox They're going to have to raise their game too Let's hear from you on the lines then It's 0141 951 1025 We're about to hear from Celtic's new signing Greg Taylor as well So Celtic fans What did you make of his arrival? Let's kick off with Craig though Who's a Rangers fan on the line Ryan Kent Craig Happy to see him back Oh yeah Gents Yeah um, Yeah I'm pretty happy to see him back I think uh, It's the right choice I'm a bit frustrated That it's taken until the last day after and an almost knee-jerk reaction to losing to Celtic um, but either way it doesn't really matter because we've got him back where he should be and to be honest I think Liverpool were kind of kind of playing hardball unnecessarily with it as well it, you know, it didn't need to be a case of you know £7 million is a lot of money for Rangers to spend I mean Celtic spent £7 million on Christopher Julian and Hugh Keevan said that was their marquee signing. Well, Ryan Kent has, in effect, just became our marquee signing for £7 million. Um, but all in all, quite happy with it. Um, the other point I wanted to make as well, um, just because I've not had the chance to get on since the game on Sunday, on the game... Let's do the signing first, Craig, and we'll let you, we'll let you back in. We'll discuss the game together. Let's, let's put your, your initial point... The Gordon deal about the, the timing Gordon um, Ryan Kent I mean I guess Rangers could have had him Earlier in the summer for that type of money Would they have signed Brandon Barker and Jordan Jones And Jake Hastie and all the rest of it Had they known that, that Ryan Kent was coming back No I don't think they would have um, I think it was a case of You know they looked at The first game uh, against Celtic And Celtic you've got to say were excellent Ran out comfortable winners And I think it was a case of We have to respond and you've got to, I tell you what, the Rangers manager has got to be really, really happy with the, the backing of the board. To go out and get Ryan Kent pay that sort of money, incredible amount of money for a 22-year-old, um, and Roger's right, it won't just be Ryan Kent that's got any chance of Rangers winning the league. They've got to all step up to the mark if they've any chance of that. And it showed that Celtic are still 
Very, very much the favourites to go and win this title. But uh, I think he's a good signing for Rangers. I think he'll give them a lift. I think he's a very, very good player. But he's now got a big price tag on him, Gordon. Last year he came up here, he was in loan. And Bit he, of an unknown when he first arrived. Yeah, exactly. And he actually took a while to settle in, didn't he? People uh, sort of, not everyone, but I feel like some people forget that. Yeah, 100%. And to be fair to lad, he won Young Player of the Year and uh, some of the games he was he was absolutely brilliant. But he's now at what Rangers class as a £7 million player. And when you're a £7 million player, you'll have to perform every single week. Uh, what, what about the timing? Craig, in Craig's own words, mentioned knee-jerk reaction. Is it that, Roger? I mean, they've wanted him all summer. Is it is it that or is it maybe just a tipping point that came... On Sunday Or maybe nothing to do With Sunday at all I actually don't think It's anything to do With Sunday at all I think Rangers Would have signed them yesterday Had Rangers won 2-0 Or had the game finished 4-4 um, You see the number Of players being emptied out Of English Premier League Clubs yesterday um, The window That sees the English clubs Stop doing their business On August the 8th And then everyone else In Europe Stop doing it yesterday it, That will be abolished Because it doesn't help The English Premier League Clubs Gordon And yesterday they were trying to get players off the wage bill as quickly as they could while not being able to bring anyone in. You see Manchester United getting rid of Darmy and Arsenal getting rid of Mkhitaryan. And I think Liverpool looked at the Ken situation and thought, right, where's he going to go? Bruges were interested in taking him to Belgium. I believe Kent was at Manchester Airport very early yesterday and was about to be flying to Belgium until he got the call to say, you need to come back here because you're actually going to Rangers. Rangers outbid Bruges for him. Um, so that's a kind of level of club who are in for him. And Liverpool thought, right, what do we do? Do we take £7 million and a structured deal over the course of the contract? Or do we effectively rule Ryan Kent out of football for a period of time? Because we can't sell him anywhere else. And then as his contract at Liverpool goes down, his price will diminish, his value will diminish, and we're walking away for a development fee. So I think common sense prevailed at the end yesterday. Liverpool got their guy, Kent got the move he wanted, and Liverpool got a bit of money for him. Craig, you want to come back in? I definitely am I mean listen I don't go to disagree with what the lads are saying and as I say I think Kent is a terrific signing um, but you know, I wanted to make my point about the game if I was right um, so I, you know firstly to pre prefix what I'm going to say Rangers were poor and did not deserve to win the game they didn't turn up it was as simple as that Gerard got it absolutely wrong but I do think that there's been almost an overpraising of Celtic, uh, you know, I mean, Hugh even said they were outstanding, they were excellent, they were good, but you look at the two goals they scored for a start, none of them came for fantastic, phenomenal work for Celtic, they came for mistakes by Rangers, Connor Goldson passes the ball straight to Mikey Johnson, that is just, you can't do that in an old firm game and not be punished for it, now, I'm not taking it away for Celtic or saying they didn't deserve to win the game, but that is a fact, I don't think Celtic were at their absolute vintage best, I also thought it was a bit over the top to liken Christopher Julian to Virgil van Dijk because he's played one good match. Now, on top of that, when you look at it as well, Bobby Madden sends Jones off correctly for his challenge, but then Callum McGregor, very, very fortunate not to have at least two bookings. He had that strong tackle, that's a booking. He had a clear dive. Now, the last time I checked the rule book, simulation is a booking. And Bobby Madden actually looked Callum McGregor after the dive and almost gave him a look as if to say ah come on you've you've dived there now well, why is he not booked him for that then surely if he's recognising that it was a dive he's got to book him now like I say I'm not 
coming on here tomorrow and say Sir Grace because Rangers didn't deserve to win the game. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we have to be reasonable and say that actually it wasn't, you know, that you can't just start saying, you know, how great Celtic are and that Julian's the next Roger Van Dyke and McGregor wasn't unfortunate. Yeah, you've got to say. I think everyone did mention, I think everyone who was on the show mentioned that Callum McGregor was unfortunate. I don't think anyone disagreed, did they? Yeah. Uh, uh, fortunate, sorry. Look, if you're going to be honest about this game, you, you've got to look at it and you say, the one thing that Celtic proved on Sunday, there's still a gap there. There's there, there's still a gap. There's no doubt about that. Craig said there himself, Celtic weren't at their vintage best. As a Rangers fan, you'd be delighted with that because it'd been more than two. He touches on the first goal, right, Edward, about goals. He gave the ball away when Mikey Johnson was nearly on the halfway line. So you've still half the pitch to go and score that goal. So it was a good goal because it was a terrific way to pass for Mikey Johnson. It was a fantastic run from Edward. It was poor defending from Cartage. And then when he goes through one and one, and probably the best goalkeeper in Scotland, he's so calm and collective, he puts the ball by him like he wasn't even there. So you've got to give Celtic all the credit in the world for that. Now, I think everyone looked at, and I said last Thursday, Gordon, and I'll stand by this, I looked at Celtic's back four when it was Ralston, Julian, Beaton, and Bolingoli. Bolingoli is having a bad time. Celtic fans are on here saying, need a left back. Julian was question marked. Beaton's not a centre half. Ralston didn't play. El Hamid come in. I said that Stephen Gerrard would have bit your hand off that four being the back four against Rangers on Sunday, but never played against that back four. Got his tactics totally 100% wrong. Neil Lennon was spot on everything he'd done on Sunday, his substitution, even from the first whistle. So. As much as you can say about tackles and bad goals and Rangers weren't at their best, Celtic showed them there's still a long way to go. For me, there was a bit of deja vu from last season. If you remember the first derby last season when Celtic won 1-0 at Celtic Park, Charm scored the goal. Stephen Gerrard said after the game he had shown Celtic too much respect and he, he wouldn't you know, put his team out like that again. And in the next three derbies, he didn't. You know, The, the game when Ryan Jack scored at Christmas time, Rangers were on the front foot. Even at times in the second game at Celtic Park when they were down to 10 men after Marine lost his red card, Rangers were on the front foot. Kent scored an equaliser. The third game, they were on the front foot from the start. Tavernier scored after two minutes, I think, and Rangers never looked back. It was almost as if Stephen Gerrard went back to the first game of last season. As soon as the team came out, there was no, you know, it was a team designed for containment. That team was never going to charge at Celtic. That team was never going to put the new look back four or Fraser Foster under pressure um, you could see the reaction from Rangers fans on social media when the team was announced why is Morelos not playing why is Ojo not, not playing why, why is there so many central midfielders and footballers aren't daft either Gordon you know if fans think that the players themselves will think why is the gaffer put this team out so Rangers were on the back you know on the back foot and you know I know what Craig says about Celtic not being brilliant Celtic won't need to be brilliant if the Rangers back four keep giving them the ball Deja vu again Tavernier gave the ball away Forrest scored the goal At Celtic Park last season Goldson gave the ball away Edward scored the goal This time The Rangers back four Need to appreciate They're not the Barcelona back four Under Pep Guardiola They need to know Their limitations And they need to stop Giving the ball away Because it's costing them Goals and defeats In old fun games Final word to you Craig 
Yeah, no, listen, I don't disagree that Rangers were poor, that, that, that the defence has got to be better. And I think, you know, in that game, you actually seen the two sides to Conor Golton because he makes that mistake and then he makes an absolutely phenomenal challenge to prevent what would have been a certain goal um, after that. So you've seen what he's capable of and then that. And that's the frustrating thing for Rangers' point of view is that, they, you know, they've got to do that over 90 minutes consistently. But I just felt as if, you know, are we really saying that Christopher Julian is the next Sergio Van Dyke because he had one good game in a Celtic top? Who was it that said that, Craig, just to, to remind me? I don't think it was any of the pundits, was just it? To remind you, no, well, there was a guy came on. Or oh, one of the callers, who had suggested, right. Yeah, who had suggested that he was, you know, going to be the next Van Dyke. And Hugh Keevens was actually somewhat agreeing with him, saying that he's got the potential. Right now. Craig, this is what we do in this part of the world. Kyle that. Lafferty likened Ryan Kent to Eden Hazard yeah. in this morning's newspapers. I noticed that's just what we do. Oh no, listen, <laughs> I know that, but I think that's why we. I think we almost always need to sometimes compare. Yeah, take a step back and go. You can't compare. You know, Ryan Kent is a great player. Is He's there any Craig? Is there any criticism Hazard. of the Rangers manager and his selection? Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I think the guy that came on and said he should be sacked was out of the order, but. You know, Stephen Gerrard, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, changed what had been a working formula, um, you know, throughout the Europe, Europa League qualifying and the start of this season. He changed that and he got it absolutely so wrong. When Morelos came on, and the first thing he does is he takes the ball round the Celtic defence, and it, okay, he misses it, but he actually livened that crowd up because it, for the first time in the match, somebody had actually took the ball by the scruff of the neck and took it to Celtic. And posed a question Okay Craig Thank you very much My apologies I'm going to have to leave it there Because we're already late For the travel I can see Amber Standing waiting outside the door And we're going to hear From Celtic's new signing Greg Taylor next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here So get your calls in or send us a tweet please At Clyde SSB Reagan has been on He says this is the first transfer window in years I feel like Celtic came out in a good strong position A good competition all over the park And still got players like Rogic and Arzani To come back from injury And Josh is a Rangers fan Josh says Gerard has been backed to a ridiculously high level by the board It's time for the manager to step up to the plate And deliver a trophy Those are the views on Twitter at Clyde SSB On the phones We're on 0141 951 We're about to hear from Greg Taylor Let's speak to Nick in Dumbarton first Hi Nick Hi guys, how you doing? Hi Nick, what's on your mind tonight? Um, You've actually touched on it um, in the previous caller Um, I was wondering whether Ryan Kent signing was dependent on Sunday's game Do you think Rangers thought they could win it without him and then realised that maybe there was a £7 million gap I mean Roger You said no But Gordon You, you, you don't seem so sure you, you you tend to be along Nick's line of thinking A bit more Yeah I, I do think Look They always want to sign Ryan Kent um, But I think that If they'd have beaten Celtic At the weekend And Jordan Jones for instance Wasn't injured I don't think They'd have went in with 7 million If it is 7 million Gone That is a lot of money for a 22 year old That you've got to put All your eggs in one basket really He is a good player We're not doubting that He had a good season He had um, a slow start To his Rangers career The fans love him He's entertaining to watch On his game He's very very good Young player of the year uh, But I just feel that After signing the the players And 
the Ojos, the Jordan Jones, Barkers. I know Hasties was always going to be a work in progress. I just don't. I don't. I think they sort of are given up hope, and I think that if they'd have beaten Celtic, I don't know if they'd have went out and put that investment into I, Ryan Kent. Everybody seems to be asking: Was the Kent deal dependent on Sunday's old firm result? I think the Kent deal might have been dependent on the Thursday night result against Legia because that's twelve million pounds or so plus you know three home crowds plus you know potential prize money for points. I, I think. You know, that was the thing. This money's coming in, so Rangers now think, right, listen, we're going to need to spend some of this to, you know, to, to bolster the squad. And, and they've spent more than half of it on Ryan Kent. So I'm not so sure it was dependent at all on Sunday. I think it depended on them winning against Legia last week. Nick? Um, I'm just I'm just wondering whether um, they just realised that the gap was, was Ryan Kent. Um, I mean, he is, he is a good player, but uh, I agree with your point that maybe the Thursday result was was more important um, financially-wise. Um, but then that leads me on somebody that guarantees him £12 million doesn't even start in an old firm game. But I know I've been through this last night as well, so it's fine. Who, what do you mean, sorry, was that Alfredo Morelos, yeah. you mean? Yes. So it's a funny one, Nick. For me, there's two reasons that you make that call on Sunday. Either you don't trust Morelos to play against Celtic, in which case Rangers have got a big problem, or it was simply a selection decision that Steven Gerrard thought Defoe was a better bet than Morelos, in which case you've got a big problem because there's no way Jermaine Defoe, on current form or any form that Rangers fans have seen him since he came to the club in January, there's no way he's a better bet than Morelos. No, Morelos hasn't uh, scored did, goals against it, Celtic. Did he not play the last time Rangers beat Celtic? He did mm-hmm. in the two 0 game after the league had won. Has that maybe season. come into the thinking? Um, mm. Possibly did come into the thinking. I, I just think Morelos scored thirty goals last season. I know he didn't score against Celtic. You would think, in the balance of probabilities, he's going to score against Celtic at some stage. He was on a high, having scored the last minute winner against Legia. I just thought it was a really, really odd decision, and I thought. You know, Stephen Jones said, oh, oh, he was tired. We'll just play him for an hour then. I just thought it sent out the wrong message to the team and it sent out the wrong message to the, you know, the Rangers support. And it sent out a positive message to me to Celtic because they would look at the team thinking, hey, listen, we've got a new back four that have never played together here in front of a new goalkeeper and, and Rangers are picking this team. I've got to say, if I was a Celtic manager, I'd have been delighted. Now, I'm a Defoe fan because I think he's been absolutely brilliant throughout his career. Great goal scorer But you're playing The biggest game of the season so far You're trying to lay down a marker Against the champions Come to your own home patch You play your best 11 players Gordon In my opinion I'm not telling the Rangers manager his job I would imagine that It's okay saying after the event You know we should have played Morelis I would imagine everyone Going along their Rangers supporter To Ibrox Or even the ones sitting watching the TV When they seen that team line coming out I would imagine 90% with a win Can't believe you're not playing Morelos Nick hang on the line And we'll get your thoughts on this Because Greg Taylor says He's relishing the challenge Of meeting the expectations At Celtic It was a deadline day switch From Kilmarnock He had to leave the Scotland camp To sign a four year deal With the champions And he knows he's got A hard act to follow A massive challenge Of course it is But in a, as a footballer You've got to relish pressure um, And this is a pressurised Challenge One uh, it's important to come here You're expected to win every game And uh, it's one I look forward to Kieran's done amazing To be fair um, He done 
great things for this massive club and um, he's away to another big club to um, hopefully do great things again. Uh, thankfully now I've got an opportunity um, that's presented itself and uh, all I can do is do what I can do. Um, it's not a competition or a comparison, it's just up to me to impress for the manager and hopefully that impresses the fans. You need competition, I think competition improves every player um, and uh, as you say there's, there's other players here of course there's going to be I'm not um, daft enough to think I'm walking into a, a jersey um, it's, um, it's up to me to um, earn the right to get that jersey and that's what I hope to do Nick what do you make of the signing of Greg Taylor and Celtic's deadline day business as a whole? Uh, I think they've done well I think they've covered the areas that were required um, the, the fullback position um, I'm not don't know much about the uh, Frimpong Yeah Frimpong and O'Connor um, But the, one of the points that was, that was made about Stephen Gerrard Perhaps not trusting Morelos um, Do you not know think He always just trusts him a wee bit To put him on At 1-0 down Do you not know think His temper would be better When the tie's level At the start of the game Well I, I went back to it Gordon I think there was a mistake And I think the Rangers manager Now sitting back Looking at it Thought yeah, it was maybe worth a gamble with the four, but I think he knows it was a mistake as well. Just hearing from Greg Taylor there, Roger, what do you make of that? He's clearly a player that we know a lot about. We've seen him a lot. I think he's impressed everyone at Kilmarnock. He speaks pretty well as well, as you, know, as you can hear from yeah. his interview. He sounds like he's up for the challenge. Now, is the reality of, of trying to show that on, on the pitch? What do you make of that as a signing? Um, football's a funny business because seven days ago in this show, we were talking about the potential of Greg Taylor going... And everyone was sort of agreed that oh, I mean he'll go straight into the team Because Bolly Bolling Golly's a dreadful sign Oh what a mistake he's made And then you see the way Bolling Golly played In the cauldron at Ibrox on Sunday Suddenly you know Greg Taylor might have a fight in his hands To get into the team um, Neil Lennon will be happy He gives him a bit of, of competition there um, He added Morris Bower last week To have a bit of competition for Ewell Helmed Who has been quietly impressive Since he came to the football club Doesn't seem to be phased by very much El Hamid Just looks like an experienced player Who's, you know, seen a lot in his career um, So suddenly Celtic look A lot more sturdy, if you like At the back And we've all been impressed by Greg Taylor Steve Clark, the Scotland manager So much so that he gave him his international debut Away to the number one ranked team in the world At the tail end of last season So I think the lad will do fine yeah, uh, I like the way he speaks He knows he's uh, going to a massive club, Gordon He knows there's competition there He'll have watched the game on Sunday And realised that, you know, okay Tierney's away And it's still not going to be easy to get that left back position Because the lad on Sunday was excellent um, But it's covered that Celtic need Especially with the games that both Celtic and Rangers play throughout a the season They need two players for every position And I think Celtic and Rangers have covered those areas Yeah, I mean, is it Safe to say it's maybe been all right in the end for the Celtic fans, Roger, who maybe 10 days ago, two weeks ago, were panicking about the transfer window and saying that you know they don't have the cover. And of course, you, you do want it in earlier because maybe, just maybe, they would still be in the Champions League. But that is water under the bridge. And now there is cover at left back. There's cover at right back. The players who were brought in earlier look like they've settled a bit more on the basis of Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's amazing what one result can do for, for to, to calm anxieties among a support um, the arrival of Greg Taylor The arrival of Frimpong O'Connor last night th th That's all a, a bonus The big bonus for Celtic though is, is the way the new guys played at the weekend Because I don't care what any Celtic fan says They were rolling up at Ibrox on Sunday Anxious as to how El Hamed 
We perform Julian Bolingoli, even near Beaton, who's a midfielder who's been pressed into playing at centre back. You know, if I, if Big Chris, my pal, had been fit, he'd have started. If Samunovic had been fit, he'd have started the game. So some of these guys might not even have played, but they had to play, and they all played very well to the extent that Fraser Foster didn't really have a save to make in the game. So. Not just the transfer window activity It was a very good mm. 24 hours for Celtic And it's calmed a lot of the anxieties That we've heard a lot about in this show Since the Cluj game What about the the model that Celtic are trying to impose In terms of recruitment, Roger? Because below that first team level I'd imagine Jeremy Frimpong, Leo Connor are, are just below that level Along with the likes of Jonathan Afalabi Luca Connell, Liam Burke You know, there's a, well, there's another... There's tier of, of player that they seem to be recruiting there's, there's, al- there's always two ways of looking at things One way of looking at this is that, that Nicky Hammond's come in And knows all about your sort of under 23 level If you like in the English Premier League And English Championship And is trying to attract the cream of that level To come up to Celtic With a view to in the next year or two Getting into the Celtic first team The other view of it is That Neil Lennon's come back to the club Nicky Hammond's come to the club They've had a look at the academy at Lennistown and thought Tell you what boys, there's not very much coming through here is there? We, we better start bring, bringing young players in Because we're not bringing through enough of our own That are going to reach the level that we need them to reach So you know, it's interesting, you look at that academy set, set up We touched at the top of the show and young Ewan Henderson Very impressive young player Who's now gone out at Ross County to try and help his development But for every Ewan Henderson who's looking good coming through there's a Liam Henderson, his big brother, who unfortunately didn't make it at Celtic. There's Anthony Ralston, who's out now on loan at St Johnson and with the best will in the world, doesn't look as if he's going to make it at Celtic. Um, there's Jack Aitchison, who's now gone to Forest Green Rovers and is in the balance. You know, will he come back and make an impact at Celtic? So maybe that's why these young guys are being attracted from England because there's not enough coming through the system. Andy's in Canvas Lang. Hi, Andy. Hi, how's it going? Good, Andy. What's your point tonight? Uh, two points. Um, Gordon picked up in the point earlier regarding Stephen Gerrard's comments after the match, saying that uh, Rangers gifted Celtic a goal. Don't know why anybody's not pulled up on that point. As Gordon said, loads to do, 50 yards to go, good pass, good finish. I don't know where, where uh, Gerrard's getting that comment from. The only, thing, the only thing I will Sorry. say, Andy, is I give all the credit to the, the team that scores a goal. I, I was a striker, I like scoring goals. I thought Celtic's behalf, it was a terrific goal. I thought the pa- the weight of the pass, first and foremost, from Mikey Johnson. Remember, he's still got players closing him down. He's got the composure to look up. He plays that pass. Edward knows he has a look to see Cattage is going to step up. He bends his run, Gordon. Terrific striker run. Plays his cell on side. He's control, composure and everything. So I give all the credit in the world to Celtic for a goal. But I can understand the Rangers manager by saying it was bad defending. Two mistakes from them is Golson's pass, but they've still got half the pitch to go, so give them credit for that. But Cattage must go with Edward, must go with the runner. I, I want to ask you one, Daz, and I've been to ask you this before we come on here, and if I go, and I'll throw this back to you, Andy, as well. Okay. A, a lot of plaudits for Christopher Julian, rightly so. I watched the game on Sunday, I thought the best player in the part was Odson Edward. To, to lead the line like that at Ibrox. To give the Rangers centre half the afternoon Every time the ball came up to him The ball stuck Every time he played in a teammate And then when he got his chance When Johnson put him through As you said earlier on He was the calmest man He was the coolest man in the stadium 
to beat arguably the best goalkeeper in the country w- without a problem. I thought Edward was absolutely terrific. Mm-hmm. And and you know, you know, a, a year ago, there was people crying in the streets that Moussa Dembele had left Celtic. I think this guy Edward's going to be better than Moussa Dembele. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that point. But for me, the best player part was Beaton. Roger, without a shadow of a doubt. The big man's not a centre-half, and he bossed that game. Absolutely tremendous. The big man's been absolutely brilliant when called upon. But Neil Lennon left him at the close game, which was his fault. Maybe if Beaton would have played, things might have been different. But Roger, I want to make a second point to you directly. Make it quick, did Andy. You not, did you not tip Rangers for the title, Roger? I did, yeah. Yes. Now, given the transfer business, do you still stand by that? Oh, listen, if I'm going to die, I need to die with my boots on, Andy, don't I? Um, I, I tipped Isley the weekend there. I tipped a 1-1 draw. I, I thought a draw was probably going to be, you know, it didn't damage either team. And with 10 minutes to go of the game, I, I still thought a 1-1 draw was a distinct possibility on Sunday. But Celtic played well. They won the game. They've got the advantage, but I'm just looking over Gordon Duncan's shoulder here, and the telly still says Tuesday, September the third. So there's a long, long way to go. Andy and Canvas Lang, thank you very much for the call. If you want to join Andy, now is your chance. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and we'll speak to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here with me, Gordon Duncan. We're looking back on the transfer window which closed yesterday. We're on the phones and on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Lots of you, as always, are getting in touch. Uh, what have we got? Sapnin Celtic says the hysteria over the Cluj result was absolute bonkers. When you look back on it, we are in a very strong position now after a good transfer window. And Stephen Kirkland's defending the decision to pick Jermaine Defoe on Sunday. He says, in my opinion, he's a better footballer than Morelos, who at times can't pass five to ten yards. I'd like to see Defoe and Morelos play together and change the shape to 4-4-2. Those are the thoughts of Stephen uh, on Twitter. Now, I'll be honest, I'll hold up my hands. I was going to pre-warn you about this before the break to give you some thinking time, but I forgot, and now you're on the spot. I'm wondering if you can think outside the box for me and pick... One bit of business That you think was the best Bit of business done On transfer deadline day And you're not allowed to say Ryan Kent Or Greg Taylor Because they're too obvious Okay That's fine Um, Don't know (laughs) (laughs) Now generally You require a bit more Thinking time No offence than Roger I'll get back to you on Thursday Roger Come on Roger What was the best piece of business? Um, I think Hibernian Desperately needed Jason Nesmith I had a feeling you would say that Is this on the back of No offence Stephen Whitaker's um, How can well, I put it politely Struggles at Fir Park yeah, On Saturday Yeah he, he, he had a difficult afternoon David Gray's out for 12 weeks Tom James who arrived this summer Is out as well um, Paul Heckingbottom Better hope that Jason Nesmith Can perform better than Stephen Whitaker Did at the weekend Because Paul Heckingbottom Is under the cosh um, They've now got to go to Kilmarnock After the international break just at a time when Angelo Alessio has discovered how to win a game And then they've got an Edinburgh derby against Hearts And if you want to see tension, anxiety, concern, deep, deep worry Then take yourself along to Easter Road Because I've seen Hibs and Hearts in the last two weeks And they're as bad as one another I can make yours multiple choice if you want Is that yeah, easier? Please. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. What about Ewan Henderson to Ross County The creative influence good, they might need in their midfield Good young player, yes Jason Holt to St Johnston A bit of energy in amongst Tommy Wright's Well, I was going to say that four. I think St Johnston as a club Because they're sitting bottom of the league They need players in the brought 
Valston in. Mm-hmm. They brought Holt in. Um, who else? Stevie May. Stevie May. Uh, okay, Stevie May. You're hoping is going to produce what he produced early with St Johnston. So I think for a team, St Johnston, yeah, and obviously Motherwell, we're flying. We don't need people, but we brought people in. <laughs> O'Hara's come in anyway, just to. Boost up the, the numbers And you've already got DL9 on the back of your strip yeah. If you didn't Maybe you could have, Maybe O'Hara could have been at, Maybe get him at the bottom Or no, on no, the home, no. or on the home the strip nine, perhaps The 9 will never be removed Okay That's right Anyway 0141 That's the number you need to get in touch tonight Exactly what Thomas in Delmarnock has done Hi Thomas How you doing? Good Thomas uh, Rogers stole my thunder a wee bit Because I think Rogers' analysis of the game Was actually Virtually spot on well, first time saying, for everything. I know, no, it's spot on, so it was because, and I was listening to all this stuff, like a master class. I don't think, it wasn't a good standard of game, actually. The football wasn't great. In fact, probably the only passage of football was probably in the second half, 15 minutes, where Rangers were actually passing the ball about. But other than that, it was kind of a scrappy. It wasn't a master class. You might watch a master class, watch Brazil 1970. That's, that's a master class. Anyway, my point is, I just feel Stephen. Chops and changes too much we, we had the momentum For Thursday night And all this stuff About players being tired They're not doing a coal mine Digging coal They're playing again A football And You've got to pick Your best players Arebo's out of position We've got wingers We're not playing them The Celtic defence And that's the crazy thing About the game For all this Celtic deserve to win Everybody's saying Their best players Were defenders I mean And, and, and as I say that, That's just the thing That I've got to Stephen and I, I love the, the, the progress that we are making, but I just feel with chops and changes the team just too much. And I always think, look at Liverpool, for instance, down there. They're playing a really high-intense game every week, and they're playing the same team every single week. And it's probably more intense than as up here in the, the level of opposition. So it's got, I think we've got to get that balance and get the team and start playing them. Because even Roger's saying there, the game last season with Celtic, Celtic probably was a better team with Tierney, and Tierney and stuff were playing, and Rangers doing to 10 men, and Rangers could have won that game, probably might have, should have. But uh, I, I don't think there's a great deal, and I just feel we made it easy for Celtic with the selection and the way we set up in the game. And that's, uh, as, as Roger was saying, I just feel Roger was spot on with that. Can yeah, I, 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 know the, I know the point Stephen Gerrard made about Morelos Morelos is 22 years of age If he can't play a game on a Thursday and a game on a Sunday There's something far wrong Morelos would have been desperate to play in the game If he is tired, take him off after an hour But, you know, I, I, I'm always subscribed to the school that If you tell a player he's tired, he'll be tired Correct. And if you tell a player, listen, I need you to give me an hour here Go on, bust I got, go out oh, there and give me an hour well, you the, player, the player will go and give him the hour We had the call last week, I don't think you two were on And it was a, a caller accused Neil Lennon of this um, And what's it called again? Neuro-linguistic programming, she says well, listen, So there that, you go That's what I was just about to say that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See, do you know something I put in here? As a centre-forward, Morella scores the, the, the winner on Thursday night He's in such a high now, Roger's right, he's 22 Don't give me this nonsense, he's tired He can't play in an atmosphere like that That atmosphere carries you You find energy that you never knew you existed in your body And also, you say to him Tell you what, give me everything you've got Because we're going into international week You're going to get a break And we'll get you back Are you telling me that he if, if Stephen Gerrard had came to me as just scoring on a Thursday night, not winner, I've not scored against Celtic, 
And he comes and goes By the way I'm going to put you in the bench today Because I think you're You know a bit tired Come on Seriously 22 Two games Scott Brown played he, He's He's 30 What 34 He didn't look tired Ran the match in the middle of the park Which is a harder position to play in the centre forward Thomas what do you make of the signing of Ryan Kent? Oh, I'm uh, happy with that Because it, the, the boy was very good for us When we, the last, when we had him you know, And he's, he's definitely a player that Puts defenders on the back foot And that's the type of player we want that's the, that's, so I was actually hoping we were going to play Either Jordan Jones or Ojo at the start you know, and Rebo in the middle. So I'm definitely happy with uh, Ryan Kent. I, by the way, can I just make a quick point sure. about Stephen? I thought he was a wee bit hard on Jordan Jones. Yes, it was stupid. Yes, he deserved to get sent off. But see the player that did that? I don't know the, the guy's name. He's, I know he's on loan. Right. I don't know if you noticed when Jordan Jones came on, he was only on the part about 10 seconds and he went right through the back of Jordan Jones. It was quite a badging. And you seen Jordan Jones limping. I think it was trying to get a bit of payback. But Stephen, when they said to him, uh, He's let the team down. He's let, it was the 95th minute. I mean, Morelis has let us down plenty of times and they never was harsh as that with him. To be so fair, Thomas, I, I don't think he, he meant it in the sense let the team down as in lost in the game, but he, he made the point that if that's Jordan Jones trying to impress the Rangers fans, then that's not the right way to go about it. No, it probably isn't it, but I, I think he was actually trying to get a bit of payback to the player because if you watch the game again, if he's got a chance, that, that boy goes right through the back of him and gives him a, quite a badging. When he just comes on the park So I think it was a wee bit of that And it was more retaliation Trying to appease the fans But anyway But as I say I just I was definitely happy with Ryan Kent I think I think we probably disappointed The Rangers manager About sending off Was the fact that he's stri- His winger come off And he's out for You know A few weeks or a month Or whatever it may be He actually injured himself Worse Than he, he, he actually uh, Put onto the Celtic fullback. But it was a, an absolute crazy tackle There's no point in making it Yes you can say well He was still a little bit angry Because he got a little niggle Still no excuse Gordon And the Rangers manager The one thing I like about him He's honest about that And I think he's right Thanks to Thomas and Dilmarnock Much appreciated On Twitter John has got a question for you Roger Just answer it quickly before the news uh, He says Cham is playing like a new signing Back to his best Will he stay with us? Well, he has to now. Um, well, yeah, he has to now until January, doesn't but he? But I think in the in the wider sense, he, he did come on and looked exactly what Celtic needed at that time to to shore up the game, didn't he? Kept the ball very well. Yeah, I've been hugely impressed with Cham. I actually thought Cham might start the game. I said it in the show on Saturday. I wonder if he would then Odin instead of Mikey Johnson. Um, he didn't, but when he came on, um, he he's almost being deployed now in a more advanced role by Neil Lennon than you really saw him in under Brendan Rodgers, and I think. Is excelling in that more advanced role, you know, almost of a head of Brown and McGregor to a little bit. Links the play up very well, links with Edward well, did well for Johnny Hayes' goal. And listen, he'll, he'll be one that's pushing very hard to get a starting place in, in the Celtic team. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Beat the pundit time It's your chance To take on Roger Hanna Take on Gordon DL And potentially Win yourself A signed ball As always Roger Hanna starts On minus one Gordon DL Doesn't And if you want to play tonight You have to phone us right now 01419511025 That's 01419511025 You have until The news starts At seven 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. We've been looking back on a fairly dramatic day as the transfer deadline came to a close last night. Uh, still plenty of thoughts lingering from Sunday's game at Ibrooks as well. And in terms of looking forward, we're about to hear from the Ladbrokes Premiership Manager of the Month. Find out who he is and hear from him after this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Always time for Beat the Pundit. Roger and Gordon are ready, and one of them is up against John from Mount Florida. Confident tonight, John? Oh, that phone line's not confident. Try that again. I'm Got you now Got you now Good stuff Can hear you loud and clear I'm going to toss the coin Heads you're up against Roger Hanna And tails you're up against Gordon DL And it is heads It's Roger Hanna Who will start on minus one John is that okay for you? That's fine Good man I'll give Roger something else To listen to And make sure He's not listening to you And we'll get the questions And the clock ready John you've got 30 seconds Head to head with Roger Remember you can pass Here's your chance To beat the pundit You ready? You go Livingston's Dolly Menga has gone on loan to which African country? Pass How many goals have Scotland scored in their Euro qualifying group so far? B Celtic signed Jeremy Frimpong from where? Manchester At which current Premiership side did Graham Doran start his playing career? West Brom The Chadwick stand can be found at which Scottish stadium? Pass Who was the Rangers captain before James Tavernier? Which English team has Craig Levine managed? Sorry, say that again? Which English team has Craig Levine managed? Sunderland. Okay, let's bring Roger back. Roger, can you hear us? I can hear you now, Gordon. Right, yep. Same set of questions to you. You start on minus one, remember, okay? okay? Livingston's Dolly Menga has gone on loan to which African country? Angola. How many goals have Scotland scored in their Euro qualifying group so far? Four. Celtic signed Jeremy Frimpong from where? Man City. At which current Premiership side did Graham Dorans begin his playing career? Livingston. The Chadwick Stand can be found at which Scottish stadium? Rugby Park. Who was the Rangers captain before James Tavernier? Lee, Mac- Lee Wallace. Which English team has Craig Levine managed? Leicester City. Okay, okay. Johnny, giving yourself much chance? No chance <laughs> No chance At least you're honest uh, I think I think Roger's just sealed His transition to minus two. Oh, oh no no yeah. no, 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 no. Totally Honestly agree. I'm getting fed up of it I'm sick fed up no, of it no. If truth be told I'm fed up but of the sight of it You'll be hearing from my legal team The first one Livingston's Dolly Menga Has gone on loan To which African country It is Angola You knew that Gordon didn't you Yeah How, What is the, is the Angolan league in Good good strength at the moment or uh, It's not bad There's uh, 16 teams in it Gordon um, And it's not a bad standard Let me tell you Okay. If you get sent a number 9 shirt From a team in Angola <laughs> Off the back of that uh, Menga on the back Roger got that one right So it's 1-0 How many goals have Scotland scored In their Euro qualifying group It is 4 I mean he's even got time To sit and count them mm-hmm, up and, yeah. oh, I thought that would be enough To maybe throw him mm-hmm. It was 4 2-0 Not to worry John It wasn't a complete disaster Because you did get one on the board Jeremy Frimpong was signed From Man City Unfortunately for you Roger knew it as well So it's 3-1 At which Premiership side Did Graham Dorans begin his playing career? It is Livingston It goes 4-1 The Chadwick stand Is at Rugby Park 5-1 
I even took this one off you Because you sort of said Lee McWallace I am Max's middle name No it's not uh, So I even took that one off you And it still wasn't enough Because Craig Levine managed Leicester Which is 6 to Roger Minus his 1 is 5 And the 1 to you John 5-1 unlucky John <laughs> Did you say unlucky? Well, well Unlucky that he got Roger <laughs> And I'll tell you another thing I bet Was that heads again? Yes There you go Every time you toss a coin brought, It's heads I brought this up last night Did you? And we tested it And it was heads again Double headed coin So is there just something to do Jig- with my is I, No no but that's the thing It's not It's a conventional 10 pence piece I think Gordon's trying to cos, uh, Call my Tossing technique Shall we say yeah, Into question not the best Let me say I think you'll need to practice Because every time it comes up Heads <laughs> <laughs> You'll get heads Do you want me to show you just now? <laughs> I bet you toss that heads that's tails that time There yeah, we go absolutely. Your theory is out the window Producer Andy tells me There are in fact 16 teams In the Angolan top flight Told you That's just told you that I assumed it was lying Because that's Well that's Why what he does Why lying? Well not that you were lying But that you were wrong Simply no, The that, producer that, Andy Has that, just You've always been very good In your South West African football Ever since Elvis yeah. Chibuti Came over from yeah. Namibia To Motherwell You've Mangola, always been keen I knew that Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Of course you didn't Don't get oh. No credit whatsoever Roger do Terrible oh. Wait till you see me At the full time teaser Well by the way There is a real <laughs> International <laughs> theme oh, About no, the full time no, teaser no. And I don't I don't necessarily mean International football I mean This is a This is a You're going to need Worldwide knowledge Ooh, For this question That's coming on A bit later on Actually I've never been less confident In Than you in, in this full time teaser I think Roger is on his own That's coming up later on It's 01419511025 At the moment Let's hear from you on the phones Or on Twitter We're at Clyde SSB Let's hear from the Ladbrokes Premiership Manager of the Month He is Neil Lennon No real surprise there 100% record in the league in August Uh, He says he's delighted with the transfer window He insists the board has backed him all the way Greg Taylor signed of course yesterday on deadline day Making it 11 new additions over the summer I think when you when you've seen the caliber of player that left in the summer, you know in those positions, obviously Kieran for a start, Lustig, Boyata, you know we had to bolster the defence, and um, obviously we're seeing the fruits of that now with you know performances from Christopher and and Bolly, and now you know and and Hatem, and then obviously you know Maritz has come in later, you know and he'll bed himself in and hopefully be a, a good addition, and then obviously Greg's yesterday on the cake really, you know very pleased to get a. A very consistent player at this level and you know, young enough to develop into he's already an international but even better player than what he already is. There's been a lot of sort of sniping. We stayed, you know, very strong on it and composed and we knew what we wanted to do. These things take time. But um, you know, the close the window has come and we are well, I am very happy with with you know the quality of the squad. Uh, so premiership manager of the month. Yes, no, no real surprise. I mean, you won, won all the games and scored a lot of goals, so yeah, it's, it's not the most surprising the, selection. Probably the easiest decision the panel of judges are going to have to make all season, I would imagine. One hundred percent start to the defence of the title. Um, loads of goals, seven against St Johnson and day one, five at Motherwell as well. So an easy choice to make for them. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and you know, he's apart from the Kluge one, and that's out the window now. He's he's started the season very well. Scoring bags of goals And he's got the players he's wanted He's got a big squad Gordon 
It's got to be a very, very challenging season if MD's to get near Celtic. Yeah, what did you make of what he had to say there about the overall strength? And you know, he mentions the the sniping, but says he's been he's been backed and you know always confident that they would get the players the, in. This the sniping clearly got to him. He mentioned on Friday pre-match that he wasn't happy with it, but he was baffled by the bookies making Rangers favourites. That, that's not down to bookies not liking Celtic. That's down to the weight of money that's put on Rangers. Um, then on Sunday After the game he, he clearly was unhappy at Sky Sports Just using the image of Stephen Gerrard And the promotional material ahead of the derby um, He's maybe got a point there He then had a go at other members of the media Claiming they wanted Celtic to lose Simply not correct he even then had a pop at some within Celtic's own support For, for doubting them at the start of the season So it was a little bit of a sort of scatter gun, if you like, by Neil Lennon. But he obviously felt emboldened by the mm. result. There's nothing like a win against Rangers at Ibrox to embolden a Celtic manager. He now feels everything he's done has been justified. He can speak again from a position of strength. He's three points clear. He's won every league game. He's manager of the month. So it's it's been a very good few days for Neil Lennon. I mean, surely though, because a lot of the sniping comes from fans, Roger. That Celtic's yeah. own fans. And surely they have that's, got... That's what he says, sh- yeah. sh- Surely they've got... Every right in the world To keep holding the club to account When it comes to transfers Because it's alright to sit here Now that the window's closed And say Yeah over the piece It looks like we've done okay But earlier on in the window There were glaring holes And that's all anyone was pointing out Listen Supporters They coin the phrase They pay their money They can express their opinion That doesn't mean the manager Or the chief executive of Celtic Have to like listening to the opinion Um, So clearly Neil Lennon Was rankled by some of the some of the opinions, some of the things you had to listen to, off the back of the team losing four at home to Cluj and get out of the Champions League qualifiers, he now feels he's done his business in terms of transfers, and he's done the business in terms of winning at Rangers and, and creating that little gap early in the season. But as we said earlier on, I think it was Andy the caller. He will, Neil Lennon will know. There's still an awful long way to go Because I would imagine Gordon That any frustration amongst the Celtic fans When it comes to the transfer window It wasn't just about this transfer window This is something that's been bothering them For a while And this was the latest instalment Of, of the transfer frustration So it's, it's been building up From from previous windows as well Yeah I think the the board And come in for a bit of criticism When Brendan Rodgers was the manager uh, Gordon Obviously we're not going back to the John McGinn saga <sighs> I, knew, I knew someone was no, going to bring We're him not up. going back to it uh, But Neil Lennon's now the Celtic manager and of course Celtic fans were looking for especially when you lose someone like uh, Kieran Tierney and you get 25 million in you get 9 million in for Brendan Rodgers you've gotten a few quid in the door so Celtic fans are looking for massive signings but they've went about their business quietly um, what helps is you win the, the first Old Firm game uh, Neil Lennon, Lennon gets manager of the month Comes out and says he's very happy with everything he's got Time will only tell Roger's right It's still early September There's a lot of football to be played here I think we're up to 40 plus goals already So I think that got ignored In, in all the hysteria But um, we're in a good place We're not taking anything for granted All it is is four games in Four wins And that's probably par for the course For, for the champions and the standards that we set so we just want to maintain that rhythm and obviously we've got a two-week break. You worry about the players being away, you, but we've got some good players to come in and some good players to come back, i.e. Rogic, for example. You know, hoping to see him at the end of the two weeks now, into full training and knocking on the door for a place. So that's 
that's another quality player we can add to what we already have. Mark in Uddingston, how are you tonight, Mark? Not too bad, Gordon, how are you? Yeah, all good, thank you. Uh, how, how you doing, panel? Um, Hi, well, a couple of points, really, I, I totally wholeheartedly agree with Neil Lennon. I've phoned up in the past and supported him. Um, it's just a couple of points, really, just regarding yesterday, kind of saying I can't. I just feel as if it just smacks a desperation for Rangers. Um, and it reminds me a lot of the Tory Andrew Flo scenario when uh, Celtic you know, beat Rangers 6 2, I think it was back then, and they kind of pressed the panic button out and bought Flo. And I think it's just to appease the fans, and for some reason they, they seem to suck it up. Um, and just just one other thing was just. Well, let's deal with that first, Mark. You, you you say that you know the Rangers fans suck it up to use your words. He was this young player of the year in Scotland last year, and the Rangers fans all loved him. So surely it's not surprising that they're happy to see him back. No, of course. I mean, I mean to be honest with you, I mean as many wingers as we have, I think. <laughs> but um, no, I just think it was pretty much a smoke scene. Very clever from Rangers, to be honest with you. After defeat, they kind of you know. Um, Deflect the, the, the fact that there were their shortcomings on Sunday when they were the, the home team, they were supposed to be the favourites, which Neil Lennon's alluded to. And, and when you really look at what Lennon's trying to say, they've won you know, three games, two of them by the odd goal. You know, a last minute goal in a set piece against St. Mirren and Kilmarnock, sadly. And the Hibs game obviously was, was uh, in the balance, so they had 10 men. And um, no, I'm just, I'm just a bit shocked. And just, I just think, just, and just one last point, sorry. It's just totally different. Um, it's what do you make of the Chris Boyd, Brendan Rodgers kind of saga there? I find that a bit quite astonishing, to be honest. Well, well I'll, I'll come to that in a minute. But the first thing I will say, I'm delighted you phoned Mark, and please feel free to phone back at any time. But the two callers I really wanted to hear from tonight are the two gentlemen who called the show while Celtic were playing Dunfermline an extra time in the Betfred Cup game and demanded Neil Lennon be sacked. Sure. Hugh Keevans responded to one of them and said, Do you not think it's a bit early? To which the yeah. caller replied, "I think it's actually too late." So you yeah. know, there's a there's a little bit of a sort of rewriting here. As it always is going to be, Celtic have turned it Celtic have turned it round very well. But you know, it's only a couple of weeks ago that Celtic supporters were phoning this show wanting the manager sacked. Mark, yeah, absolutely. Listen, I mean, some of my friends have got the kind of WhatsApp chat group going on, and some of them, even even some, you know, towards the end of last season, oh, he's not the manager for us, not the manager for us, and. I phoned up at one point and says, well, who realistically are we going to get that's going to be better than him that knows the job? Who else would you put, uh, you know, the, the, the chance of winning nine in a row? Who else would you trust more than him? And they couldn't give me an answer. And I just think that they're too quick to jump the gun. And I feel sorry for laying away. He's kind of hiding to nothing. And um, it's, it's a shame. And, uh, you know, I, I, I totally understand his rant after the game. Sunday because it's just been kind of built up for them. Uh, Gordon DL Mark says that the signing of Ryan Kent is a smoke screen. I think you can probably get smoke screens for cheaper than seven million pounds. <coughs> but what do you think? Is is it as simple as that, or just simply a player that they want? Uh, it was simply a player that they wanted. Gordon, I think they have. It's helped by the fact that they lost on Sunday. I think they pushed the boat out to get him in. Now, it's not a case of saying, well, we're desperate to go and get another player in. All through the summer, they wanted Ryan Kent. At one point, they'd probably given up on Ryan Kent and didn't think they could afford him. And then on the last day, and it happened to be after Rangers lost the first Old Firm game, that they go out there and sign them, Ryan Kent. And I think that pleases the Rangers fans, quite rightly so. Young player a year. I think he'll add a bit to Rangers. Um... 
he's not got to be just the, the sole difference of them going up there and overtaking Celtic. That ain't going to happen. It's got to be a squad, a team, and everyone pulling together. And it's got to be a very difficult job against Celtic, who are very, very strong and can probably get in January with a bit of strength and money behind them if they need anything. But I think for Rangers fans, it was a perfect timing. Mark, on you go. Yeah, sorry. No, uh, just what you say, the kind of paying the seven million, okay, that's not an expensive smoke screen and so on. Very clever for Rangers. Um, you know, but what I mean is, would if that was the price for Kent three, four, five, six weeks ago, why didn't they buy him then? Because they didn't have Europa League money, perhaps? Mm, do you think so? I'm no, not so sure certainly, certainly, that was what Mark, um, certainly that's what Mark Allen said today you, you mentioned Chris Boyd versus Brendan Rodgers Mark You tell us the story Roger uh, because uh, you're well placed Yeah well, well listen Chris Boyd speaking on Sky Sports at the weekend Praising Neil Lennon Praising Celtic for the way they went about the derby um, Contrasting it to style wise Looking at Neil Lennon's style Compared to the style of Brendan Rodgers team and praising the way Neil Lennon's side won the game um, I don't think Brendan Rodgers necessarily took it the way Chris was intending it Seems to have been irked by some perceived criticism of his team But on Sunday as Chris Boyd was saying these things I think he struggled to find a Celtic fan who didn't agree with him That Neil Lennon's team had played the right way to win the derby And so the story goes that Brendan Rodgers Text Chris Boyd about it Not very happy And Chris Boyd Wrote about it In his column Yeah In your newspaper Yes Yeah um, I, I sense And I could be wrong I, I sense we're going to give A difference in opinion In the studio here Because it's Roger's newspaper mm-hmm. And he thinks Brilliant yeah. Because this stuff's great It's box office You probably I think I'm going the other way Yeah I, I sense that Yeah I, I I don't think that I know he's He's a pundit now He's given up football Totally accept that uh, he's got his opinion. He's quite right to uh, have his opinion and say what he has to say. Uh, but I think that when someone privately texts you, Gordon, I think that goes... B- and a professionalism of football, I think you've just got to keep that between the two people. Okay, Chris Boy's not happy. Uh, Brendan Rodgers not happy. Fair, fair enough. But don't, don't hang your dirty washing out. You know, don't say... You know, I'll get received a text and then have a go at Brendan Rodgers. I don't think that was right for Chris to do that. Is it a safe bet from Chris Boyd, who's not here to defend himself or or explain, or not that he has to, Roger? Um, but the Rangers fans don't really care much for Brendan Rodgers, and neither do the Celtic fans anyway. So it's, there was maybe a, a low risk strategy. Um, I'm not really sure that was, that was in his thought process when he, no, when just he from, wrote, from our point of when view, he wrote his column for, for today's newspaper. Um, I know it's safe to say Brendan Rodgers' stock in the city of Glasgow is maybe not as high as it once was. That's all I mean. But, yeah. but, surely, but surely that's not the point. Roger. No, it's not the point. No, no, no. No, I'm just responding to the point Gordon was making. No. Yeah, I just I just think if, if Chris ever. I mean, went... in terms of the number of people here who are going to be outraged and wanting to jump to Brendan Rodgers' defence, I don't think he wrote the column to try and spark outrage. I, I think people will be, as Mark the caller was, I think people will be interested in it rather mm. than outraged by it, Gordon. Okay, thank you, Mark. And Uddingston 01419511025 was the number he dialed if you'd like to join us. We've got a full-time teaser coming up that requires all sorts of knowledge. All different types of knowledge are going to be required. You're looking for eight answers. Basically. That's all I can tell you at the moment. And we're going to hear from Scott McTominay. He's coming up next as well.
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here. Two ways for you to get in touch. The first one is on the phones, or you can tweet us. We can do both if you want, but we're at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Uh, a few more comments to read out. From you this evening uh, Marcus wants some recognition for Gary Holt Neil Lennon got manager of the month I get they have a 100% league record But Livingston are unbeaten And I can't think how you could expect better From a wee team Frankly Holt is continuing to work a miracle And should get more credit Well if we're being pedantic David Martindale took the team against St Mirren and won Because <laughs> Gary was under <laughs> the weather but Listen they've done really well I've seen them a couple of times And I've been very impressed Considering they lost Kelly, Halkett, Gallagher and Byrne In the summer Far, far better start to the season than you know I was possibly expecting. Are you ready for tonight's full time yeah. teaser? Yeah. Now, I, I'll start by offering my apologies. I know it's very difficult. I know it's a bit out there, but we have to produce some difficult questions on a Tuesday mm. because Roger Hanna is a know it all and he always gets them right. So John Smith always sends in difficult questions. And we've got another one tonight It's fulltime at Clyde1.com by the way They don't all need to be as hard as this But any question you've got Any type of Even an idea for a question That you want to hear used on the show That's where you send it Fulltime at Clyde1.com Bear with me here Since 2000 Eight players have played in Scotland's top flight And have had a country's capital In their surname Jason Scotland <laughs> What did you say? Oh I'm going to I'm going up the road I can't deal with us I cannot deal with us I'm going to Capital Oh sorry Capital No I'm out Good night Just in Edinburgh I, I knew this would guarantee A ridiculous response And you, you didn't disappoint Earlier oh, than I, I, missed, I was trying to write Just in Edinburgh so he played in Do you know what You're along the right lines But he didn't play up here <laughs> I'll right. repeat the question Not Jason Scotland by the way Ah I, I thought it was Since uh, 2000 There have been 8 players Who've played in Scotland's top flight And have had a country's capital yeah, so like Dion Dublin uh, Yes Like yeah. Dion Dublin Well now, done can I clarify one thing mm-hmm. We had a question like this The other week And it was players down south Whose names were like Scottish yeah, yeah, yeah. towns And we included Barry Bannon mm-hmm. Yes pa- so pa- it doesn't, part of It doesn't need to be Like then, Paris no, no. or Rome or Madrid They can be part of the name well, no, it has to be the full city name, but yes. part of the surname. Yes, yes, it yes. does. So it doesn't uh, need to be exact now, city names. It's just part of the name. I should say there were nine. Okay, but I took one out to give you an example. Was... But you've already got Dion Dublin, right. Connor Washington. I took out Josie Kitongo because I did not Quito. think, no offense, that you would know Quito was the capital yeah. of Ecuador. No, I did not. Right, surprise. Capital of Angola again, then. So I, I, t- I took out <laughs> Josie Katongo. You're looking for another eight. You've already got Dion Dublin. You've also already got Connor Washington. Connor Washington. <sighs> so I'm at the weekend. Right. So one, two, three, four, I can't five. Believe I dived in there. Jason Scotland. <laughs> I dived right in there. Six to go. Uh, listen, we're only three days away from a massive game for Scotland, so we're about to hear from Scott McTominay. If you've got any thoughts on the build up to that one, let's have them. But Paul is first up. He's a Rangers fan in the East End. Hi, Paul. Hi, how you doing? Hi, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hello, good evening, panel. I'd just like to make a few points and observations about the the Ulfram game that was on at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an old school Rangers fan. I, I was there back in the day and I'm 50 years old now. I went to the B primary school across the road and blah, blah, blah. And I, I was I attended the games regularly when Dick Advocat was in charge, obviously, the alleged EBT time. Um, I'm married to a Polish woman. My kids are Polish. or They were born in Poland. 
And we went to the Liga game And I went back to my work And I said to my Celtic friends Who I work beside My best pals By the way, if Rangers play like that Yous will turn us there There is a problem in the Rangers team They play beautiful football They can pass it around from defence to midfield But when it comes to getting the ball In the killer area Up to the forwards There's something missing there now, you cannot rely on Jermaine Defoe or uh, Morelos. Jermaine Defoe is a wee guy. He's five foot ten or something. He was battered about in the, the old firm game. Morelos, he was marked out the game. What Rangers needed to sign, not Ryan Kent, who's a fantastic player, but what Rangers needed to sign was a big six foot three, six foot four target man. Someone in the uh, forward area who can score goals. Ryan Kent's a great player. But I think Rangers are well covered in the midfield area. Um, and I just want to say that to the panel. Paul, Paul how, 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 what size is Morelos? Five foot what? I, I don't know if he's five foot. It could be six foot or something. But well, be all five, I could five, see... Nine, five, ten, five, five, nine, five, ten. You're talking about right. six foot three striker, right? He scored 30 goals last Lafferty. season. I'm not talking about Kyle Lafferty. Morelos scored came. 30 goals last season. I bet we can't even... Rangers cannot rely on Morelos or Defoe. What happens if one impulse a hamstring gets out for six weeks? You rely on the other one. The other one plays. The other one plays, Paul. So we we only have one striker. No, you well you, you have you play one up front and you have two of them. So you you know you've, you've got a spare. It's like having four strikers if you play two. You know, surely that's for, for enough me. Cover, no? For me, Rangers in certain games should be playing should be playing four three three. They need some someone else up front to trouble defences. And I just don't see that at the moment. If Defoe or Morelos gets injured, who's going to replace him? Fair enough, Ryan Kent's a fantastic player, seven million quid. For me, I think the money would have been better spent buying a close-to-top-grade attacking forward. I mean, to be fair to Paul, sometimes you you do get three. I mean, take Celtic, for example. Odson, Edward, Lee Griffiths and now Bio, and they only tend to play with one. Would it have been worthwhile? Because... What what is what is below that? I mean, Zach Rodden went on loan, didn't he? Yeah, Ryan Hardy went away. There's no Lafferty as well. Sadiq from last year. If you if you'd said at the start of the summer that Celtic would spend seven million pounds on a player, second biggest fee they've ever paid. Rangers would spend seven million pounds on a player, biggest fee since sorry Andy Flo. And neither of those players was a striker. People wouldn't have believed you. Let me just clear that up for everybody that's listening. That's on the back of the yeah, Europa League money. Yeah. That's why they've done that, which is fair enough. But I think Rangers are fairly adequate in midfield. Don't get me wrong, in the old firm game, I thought a couple of those uh, Liverpool boys mm. were just too young and too inexperienced. But for me, Rangers had nothing up front. Mm. Every corner, every free kick, it was a lumped-in ball to the box. And uh, apart from a defender who got a 50-ball bit on the, on the seed on it, there was nobody there who was a target man. Paul, Paul. First and foremost, I'd like to apologise. I picked up wrong there. I thought you meant a six foot three striker instead of the two. No, no as well as yeah, as well as right. What I meant. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I meant. Oh. I thought Rangers should have bought yeah. a ten million pound striker. Oh well, if you buy if you buy a ten million pound striker or a seven million pound striker, he's probably going to be the one that's guaranteed to play every week. But you've got a guy that scored as a well, I'll go back to it again. You've got a guy that scored 30 goals, a guy that reportedly, reportedly, I will say that, you know, there have been bids of millions of pounds for him. So you've sort of got that striker now. But I do agree that if you're going to play the amount of games Rangers are going to play, 
They need th- more up front. I think you need more strikers. Yeah, I do. I do agree with that point. Yeah, Roger. Well, it's a gamble. You know, if, if look at what's happened to Manchester City at the start of the season. Vincent Company went at the end of last season. Vincent Company wasn't replaced. John Stones is out with an injury, leaves him two centre halves. One of whom is now off with a horrible knee injury and could be out for a, a long, you know, a lengthy period of time. That may be the difference between Manchester City winning and losing the English Premier League, the way Liverpool are going. So, if something were to happen, and nobody wants this to happen, if something were to happen, say to Morelos, the first couple of games after the transfer window now closed, you know, it leaves Jermaine Defoe, a thirty-seven-year-old, there on his own. Just in terms of numbers They do Mm. look light I can understand the point that Paul's making Alright Paul, thank you very much for that point Give us a call back sometime on 01419511025 We're going to hear from Scott McTominay He says Stevie Clark's giving the Scotland squad The information they need And now the players need to take responsibility And get results It's a big week for the national team A double header against Russia and Belgium Starting on Friday So it's only three days away Let us know what you're thinking ahead of that game McTominay says they owe the manager a performance look at our squad now there's this boys playing at such a high level and, and that implements everybody whenever you come to come to camp everybody's asking how you're getting on and, and different things like that so it's important that we do obviously have as many players playing in the Premier League as possible in the Scottish Premier League as well so it's, it's, it's as I say it's exciting and, and one that we're relishing and hopefully we can go and get some, some important results. Midfield options are obviously really really strong and, and all the other options as well so it's it's exciting as I say it's it's a task that we're relishing on getting to a, to a major tournament and, and you just have to look at the squad and there's some really, really talented boys in there who are, who are hungry, you know, they're hungry to do really well for the country and they're proving it at club, at club level and, and that's the only reason why you get in the Scotland squad is if you're doing it for your club. So not only full of praise for his fellow teammates, but the manager as well. Everybody knows their, their roles and responsibilities on the, on the pitch and that's first and foremost set out by the manager and his staff and, and it's very, very clear what everybody has to do on the pitch but as I say now it's about for us to go and get some get some results to get some good teams and, and hopefully progress on onto the Euros. It's a big task but every every time you put on the Scotland strip it's it's a big task to go and to go and perform for your country and I feel like that's one of the most important things that we, we relish as a group of group of players to take that responsibility yourself and and look forward to, to some big games as well. So as I say everybody's just looking forward to getting a good week's training in and, and seeing where the games take us. If you're showing leadership qualities, then, then that's brilliant and you want to take that into to the Scotland games as well. And It's just about having a level level mind and getting the best from, from all your pals around you and, and obviously that impacts on yourself as well. So if you're doing all the right things on and off the pitch, it can and all it, it can only do you in a, in a positive light on the pitch as well. I hope the instructions are clear, Roger, and I hope the players are able to carry them out because there's a massive couple of games coming up. Yeah, of course. Listen, the game is funny because we're talking about the start of the season. It's still the start of the season in my eyes, but the games just seem to come thick and fast. They're coming thick and fast for Scotland. Two huge Hamden games for Scotland on Friday and Monday. And then huge games just keep coming for the old firm as well with six Europa League games. You know, it's a, it's a great time to be in Scottish football, Gordon, because, you know, it's, a, it's exciting times, hopefully internationally, but definitely club wise as well. Interesting to see if. Scott McTominay has a place in that midfield Gordon, I mean Neil Thompson's been in Twitter He sent mm. us his full starting 11 But just to focus on that area He's got McGinnon, McGregor mm. And then Forrest, Christie and Fraser So that would be, you know, that leaves out the likes of McTominay It leaves out Ryan Jack It leaves out Stuart Armstrong It leaves out Kenny McLean Clearly the area of the pitch which we have The strongest yeah. 
Yeah, I do agree with that. I've got good energy in there. McGinn will certainly play. Um, I think it's a big call to leave him out. He's been playing very well with Manchester United. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Steve Clark, you know, how his lineup is at the weekend. Um, he has got plenty of choices in there, as you say, McGregor, Christie. He'll play with Forrest, probably off one flank. You've got to play with him. McBurney will probably play up top. I think he's got a selection problem in there, and I think he's got to get it right. But it's a good headache to have, Gordon, because you have got talented players in there. Yeah, Roger, I mean, it's clearly the the, the one area that's is dense. The, the competition yeah. is, is ferocious. At the back, it's almost like who's going to be fit and available, and you, you, we don't have too many more options, and similarly up front as well. Yeah, I think centre-half and centre-forward will be the two areas of concern again for Steve Clark as they were in the double-header in June. The rest of the team... You know, David Marshall playing goal, Andy Roberts in the captain will be at left back, Stephen O'Donnell's made the right back role his own. Midfield, whatever ones he goes for, and I think the tweeter there, that's who I'd go for, McGinn, McGregor, Christie, with Fraser and Forrest either side. So that's fine. But who do you play centre half? The only two surviving centre half from the original squad you would think would play, who would be Charlie Mulgrew and Liam Cooper, haven't played together before. So so that's there's an element of gamble in there. And Liam Palmer pulled out, so I mean Simply, it has to be Stephen O'Donnell at right back Does it not yeah. Unless A change A dramatic change yeah. in shape Or something I don't think that will phase Steve Clark No To be honest The way, the way Stephen O'Donnell settled in So who, who do you play up front There's no Griffiths this time There's no Stephen Fletcher this time Matt Phillips was in the papers today make, Making a pitch himself Is it Ollie McBurney After everything that young man's been through In the last couple of weeks Is it maybe set up for Ollie McBurney to start But you look You know in Steve Clark's first game He started aiming Brophy he finished with Ollie Burke Neither of those two are even in the squad this time um, Johnny Russell was involved the last time I'm not sure he'll start this game it looks Stephen Naismith barely played any football well, I was at Tynecastle for Super Scoreboard at the weekend And Craig Levine said he's not fit to play 90 minutes So it actually surprised me that he hasn't pulled out the squad thus far So I wouldn't be surprised if it was McBurney I wouldn't be surprised if it was Phillips But to, to carry the fight to Russia on Friday And then Belgium with Alderweireld With Vertonghen Maybe with Boyata on, on Monday night It's a big big ask Scott Corrigan has been in touch on Twitter Gordon uh, Does that name ring a bell? Yes it does He says Can you ask How did our Gordon get on With his golf trolley last week? I think there's a suggestion Doing the rounds Roger oh. that, that go- our Gordon not, not me The other one uh-huh. um, Borrowed a, <laughs> a golf cart When he perhaps shouldn't have No oh, No um, Hold it, hold it No Hold it, you've just put me in it here Is that borrowed the next sort of Yeah, quotation I was, I, was at a, I was at a golf uh-huh. day uh-huh. And Scott uh-huh. kindly gave me a, a lift out to 30 Because it was somewhere in Edinburgh uh-huh. And I was playing in Codder and Bishop Briggs It was that far away uh-huh. Scott was a lovely guy He's invited me through for a freebie, Gordon <laughs> just Doesn't sound like you No, and he brought me a, a trolley to assist me But halfway around because of the amount of rain, sort of us, one or two had packed in and I sort of I jumped in a, a cart for the rest of the round, let me see. So you took can, it upon yourself. Yeah, I can only right, apologise. Okay. The keys were there. I took advantage of the situation. Mm, but yeah. it was a That's wonderful day. Thank you, Scott. That'll stand up in court, Roger. I, took, I just took advantage yeah. of the situation, Your Honour. Yeah, can you, can you just lift Judge that Judge Etiquette of golf book out the <laughs> draw there and just, just push it towards that Alright, how are you getting on with this teaser? Brilliant. Since 2000 there have been eight players who have played in Scotland's top flight and have had a country's capital 
anywhere within their surname Guys like Dion Dublin Who you've got mm-hmm. Connor Washington And also Josie Kitongo Quito is the capital of Ecuador So we took that one out for you You've got six I've more to d- go I've just tried to get capitals Now the capital of Jamaica Is Kingston And I think Kingston played with Was it Hearts? Larry Kingston Was it Hearts Robin? Mm-hmm. You've come on from your Jason Scotland shout, I must say. Stephen well, Hale got in touch to say that he also shouted Jason Scotland at the same time as you. <laughs> yeah, so well you're done. not alone. I think yes. that says more There's about more you two than anyone else. What but. about Elliot Parish? Oh. Well, as in Paris with an H yeah. on the end. Dundee goalkeeper. Lewis and Johnson. Wonderful. Wonderful to watch you work. And there's a guy I always remember because we were watching John Barnes on the television earlier on. John Barnes' first ever pre season game with Celtic. It was, that. It was again a team called Hamcam. Somewhere in the wilds of Norway Stefan Bond scored For Celtic Who? Could it be Stefan Bond? No Who's no. Stefan Bond? What would that be the capital of? Uh, not the federal <laughs> capital of Germany Bond? Oh but come on Berlin's the capital of Germany Don't well, let's you, not give me that No yeah. absolutely not See, like, I'm, I'm going further to places I've been Right Hamilton Wisher Bells Hill Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> He's not about to say Dennis Law uh, No no <laughs> Is Hamilton the capital of Bermuda? Well, is, funnily yeah, enough, John yeah. Smith has actually wrote note no dependencies or territories, and I wonder if, if that comes in because that's not on his list. Oh, so there we go. Maybe you've outsmarted John Smith. Oh yes, it's not on the list. So you've got one, two, three, four, four to go, and we'll get yeah. them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here They've been getting the atlas out during the break Because <laughs> tonight's question Sent in by John Smith to fulltime at Clyde1.com Is since 2000 There have been 8 players who've played in Scotland's top flight And have had a country's capital city Somewhere in their surname So we took out Josie Katongo And we left you with 8 You've got Dion Dublin You've got Laria Kingston Jamaica Elliot Parish Paris And Connor Washington That one's self-explanatory So you've got one, two, three, four to get What did you get during the break? We got former Falkirk midfielder Vitor Lima Lima being The capital of Peru Vitor yeah. Lima Now that answer gets me wondering Roger No offence to Vitor <laughs> Lima How how does oh, how does someone go about remembering I'm, I'm, Vitor I'm Lima? I'm wishing I hadn't told you this in the break Many years ago <laughs> I was covering a Falkirk Celtic game a, a, a terrific game A 3-3 game at the Falkirk Stadium On a Sunday live tele game And I am troubled with sciatica And as I came out of the front door of the Falkirk Stadium My back went into spasm And the next thing I knew I was lying in the car park And um, a fellow journalist Was um, tending to me to make sure I was okay And Vitor Lima and his pal Pedro Matinho Who had played in the game for Falkirk Came out the front door And I think they thought the other journalist was laying into me And sort of Grabbed him and pulled him to the side And tried to come to my aid And I had to explain to the two of them That actually he was helping me out And I was in grave pain with this back of mine It just shows you Gordon You just mm. never know the moment You're lying there You're back in spas You're on the floor Falkirk mm. Stadium thinking Can he's my life get any worse And you look at Vitor Lima And you think He's going to be I in... better remember this Because yeah. this could be a future answer In the full time teaser time, This could be an answer Yep <laughs> but Anyway you're right Vitor Lima Gordon have you, have you got anything else? Uh, no Did, did you peak was... with Jason Scotland? Uh, I peaked I peaked with that one But I, I come up with uh, Kingston didn't I Jamaica uh, No offence But I think you might need Bermuda, to Bermuda Hamilton I think, I, I I think, think you need to Go for a, a different tactic Now you need to Think of countries That you haven't been to You can't just start Going round all the countries You've you've been to There, there are others 
Yeah, but I don't know their capitals. Right, okay. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's in Bothell. Hi, Jerry. Hello, guys. Good Hi. evening, Roger, Gordon, and Gordon. Um, it's just to talk about the game again on Sunday there. <coughs> uh, Craig was on there earlier on, the Rangers supporter, and he was talking about um, Celtic weren't they playing good. Well, Rangers but didn't play very well either, so how good have Celtic got to beat, to beat Rangers? And also, uh, Roger, <coughs> I sort of disagree with you when you say that Julian shouldn't have been, well, he didn't say he shouldn't have been the best man, but I thought he was the best man. It was betwixt he played between. well. He played well. He, you ever seen a man heading a ball as long? He, he headed a ball and then he went out to the centre line. And that's what we need. We're talking about we're Edward and now we've got great attacking players, but we've all been talking about our defence the last couple of well, the last couple of years. And I think our defence is getting there now. What do you think? Well, judging by the evidence of Sunday, you would say yes. And judging by the evidence of Cluj at Celtic Park, you would say no. So uh, you know, I, 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 I was, I didn't like to hammer them because. After the Cluj game I thought the Cluj game was just I, I, You sometimes get those isolated 90 minutes That are just bonkers And there's no explanations for them And people were comparing it to the Partizan Belgrade game Of you know 25-30 years ago And I, you could see you could see, where, Well yeah, you could see where the comparison came from Sometimes you just have to look at 90 minutes And say that was mad Let's just park it and forget all about it So I didn't really hammer the Celtic back four after it And I'm not going to go over the top about them yet Because Julian played well Ball and Goli played well As I said earlier on the show I've been quite quietly taken by El Hamid Anytime I've seen him I've been quite impressed with him It doesn't look as if he's easily flustered It looks as if he could be a, An adequate replacement for Michael Lustig But you know, it, It's strange because that back forward Never have been together Had Joseph Simonovic and Big Chris been fit for the game So again Sometimes things just fall into place For you for 90 minutes Jerry we're quickly running out of time But quickly before we go What did you make of the transfer business yesterday? Well I thought it was quite good That, that Kilmarnock boy has um, It's been going on for too long I just had done and dusted a couple of weeks ago But Obviously there are things behind the scenes That we don't know about But it's all been done And uh, I think we're okay mm. I think we're okay all right, thank you very much. That was Jerry in Bothell, the last caller of the evening. Jerry, uh, it's 01419511025. If you couldn't get through, give it a bash tomorrow. My apologies. Busy as always on the teaser tonight. You've got three more to go. Uh, I'll read the question once more for people just joining us. Since 2008, players have played in Scotland's top flight that have had a country's capital in their surname. There were actually nine, but we gave you Josie Katongo. You've got Dion Dublin, Laria Kingston, Vitor Lima. Elliot Parish, Connor Washington. You've got three to get, and we're in that difficult territory. I think I think I may produce one, Roger. And I heard your phone a minute ago. I hope that wasn't someone texting you to tell you the answer. You never boy heard, his golf buggy back. You never, you never heard my phone. My phone's been lying there. Okay, fair so, enough. Maybe it was the caller's phone now, I heard in my ear. Roger was lying in the ground, and Lima was over from Peru helping him out. Mm-hmm. I was at a quiz night, and I'm sure this come up. <laughs> But I'm a bit A bit embarrassed to say it Go for it A country Oman And he played with Rangers Was capital of a man Roger Kevin Muscat He's not as daft as he looks Kevin Muscat Well done Two to go I have no chance now I'm out
Quiz questions quickly Right Is it clue time? Yeah you, you all out? Okay I mean Granted I'm, I'm not as old as you Gordon But I would ha- you'd have to put this guy down As the finest Motherwell right back Of my generation Of your generation? Mm-hmm. Um, and is the, 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 It's just part of his surname Part of your generation? What's the capital oh, listen, of, I'm leaving it here to the Motherwell What's fans. the capital of Latvia Roger? Riga Riga Martin uh, Martin Riga Co- Martin Corrigan Corrigan Ah that's <laughs> ridiculous Brilliant And the last one You've got a choice of two players His first name was either Paul Or Olivier Cham Nope Who, Who's Paul and Cham? Right quick <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Just... Okay Played for Aberdeen One of them Rangers other one Paul Capital of Switzerland is Oh Bern Bernard Well done Thank you Roger and Gordon We're back tomorrow Quick Bern's B-E-R-N-E Too late What are we We're back tomorrow (laughs) And Callum Gallagher's up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com It's